Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, because it's the Mother's Day, I would like to talk about parenting. Definitely, the message will be both for the dad and the mom, and for the children as well. Because one day the children gonna grow up to have the next generation. You're gonna get married. You're gonna have kids as well. So it's good to know the truth since you are young, so that you will not make any mistake in the future. We're gonna talk about godly parents. Raise godly children. I want to thank everybody in this church who have given tithe and offering, and praying for me and Pastor Da, praying for the ministry of this church. I was so blessed to hear the good news on Friday that somebody wanted me to call her in Dallas, Texas. I called this lady. She's from Laos. She told me that I want to thank. New Hope International Church, because I have a friend in Laos who was diagnosed as having stage four colon cancer, and she could not eat for three or four weeks. She was in the hospital. But when I heard that she is my friend, so I sent your clip, the YouTube clip, to her, and she was not a believer. She turned on the clip in the hospital and did not even start to listen yet. Just turned on the clip. And the lady say, when the picture come up from New Hope, the presence of God came on her. She felt the power touch her right away, and she got healed from colon cancer at that moment. And all the symptoms were gone. The doctor sent her home, and she became normal. No more symptom. So she received Jesus Christ into her heart afterward. And the lady who told me, she said that I have been a Christian only for one year. I met you. In October last year in Austin, Texas, I'm confused between Houston and Dallas and <laughs> Austin. I met you in Austin, Texas. I have leg pain for more than 10 years. I could not walk. I really suffer from leg pain. And in that meeting, the fire of God touched me, and the symptom was totally gone. And now I listen to your sermon every day, about eight hours a day. I just keep listening to the. Teaching and my life changed. Now my husband open to the gospel, open to Jesus Christ, and listen to your teaching as well. I'm very pleased to hear that our church really blessed people in the world, even in another world who got cancer and got healed by just turning on our YouTube. Let's give hand to the Lord together. God is so good. I ask God for more miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus say in the Bible, "The work that I do, you shall do also, and greater work than this, you shall do." So I have expectation that our church will bring back the higher version of the Book of Acts to this world in this generation. It's very important to understand how we raise our children. Many of you may not have children yet, but it's good to know how we can raise children. And it's good to know that God cares for the next generation. Our God is a God of the generations, not just one generation. He wants to bless Abraham, and then Isaac, and Jacob. So He cares so much about the next generation. In the Book of Psalm, chapter 128, verses 1 to 6, this is the promise of God: "Bless is everyone who fears the Lord." Who walks in His ways? The key is fear the Lord and walk in His ways. How can we know His way? We need to read the Bible. We need to study the Bible. This is the reason why, on Sunday, I preach the Word. I don't come up to talk about politics and other things. Waste of time. I want to talk the Word of God, and not only that, we produce so many teachings and put them in the YouTube and internet. In the podcast, so people can hear the word and walk in the way of God. When you eat the labor of your hand, 
you shall be happy. You shall enjoy the blessing of the work of your hand, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. So when a man fear God, love God, and obey God, walk in the way of God, his wife shall be like a fruitful vine. She will be so fruitful, so full of honor and glory in the society. In the very heart of your house, your children like olive plants. Children are fruitful too. All around your table, your children like to eat dinner with you, stay around you instead of running away to stay with the friend. They like to be with their parents, and when they grow up, get married and leave, they like to come back to your home and spend time with you. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Again, fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion. Zion, symbolic of the church. You go to church, and God will bless you in the church. And may you see the good of Jerusalem, wherever city, whatever city you live in, you shall be blessed there. You can see the goodness of God there all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. In other words, you're going to live a long life to see your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Peace be upon Israel. You can see here that the key to really live a blessed life, the key to pass on the blessing to your children and grandchildren is to walk in the fear of God. What does it mean, the fear of God? The fear of God means you really want to please Him. You don't want Him to be upset with you. You want to obey His way. You want to honor Him. You don't want to be rebellious. Whatever He hates, you hate. Whatever He loves, you love. So you want to please Him and walk in His way. Our life of all of us have been busy with job, earning income, serving the Lord, have a lot of responsibility, running errands, but we should remember this. No matter how busy we are, we need to raise godly family. We need to really build a really godly family. We need to spend time with our family members, spend time with our children, and raise them to be godly people. Godly parents raise godly children. It starts from you that you want to be a godly mom or a godly dad. And then you pass that on to your children. You need to spend time with them, show love to them, talk to them. Do you know that when your kids grow up, they don't remember much what kind of toy you bought for them. They don't remember. What they remember is your time with them in the car, talking, vacation time, spending time in helping them to do the homework, laugh together, swimming, have fun together. The things that your kids remember is your valuable time that you spend with them, not material, not money at all. So please make sure that you spend time with your children and you raise them up in a godly way. You are example to them. You show good example that I love God, I fear God, I walk in the way of God. The way I talk, the way I behave, my decision, my way of life, I want to please God. And they see you that way, and they want to follow your example. God is the one who established the first institution in the world, not the institution of government not the institution of school, not the institution of workplace. The first institution that God established on this planet Earth is the institution of marriage and family. God put Adam and Eve together, and they become husband and wife. And after that, God say, be fruitful and fill the earth and raise your kids to be godly as well. 
So it's the job of Adam and Eve to raise godly children so that they can be blessed and fill the earth with godly children. Therefore, in the heart of God, the family institution is so important, very important. And we need to consider the same thing, that our family is very important. We need to build up a godly home, godly family. And we should not ignore our family. Sometimes people try to be successful, making a lot of money, want to climb up the ladder of business to be the manager, the director, and they don't even have time for their kids and their wife or their husband. So we need to remember this. The family institution is very important. We need to really pay attention to our family, our children, and also our spouse as well. What is the key? The key to receive the blessing from God down to the thousand generation is our decision today. Every single day, how we live. How we live in the fear of God. I preach this not out of theory, not out of doctrine. I have personal experience. I gave my life to Jesus 40 years ago. And I, since the first day, I decided I'm going to become a real Christian. I don't want to play game. I don't want to be nominal or lukewarm Christian. I want to be on fire Christian. So all these 40 years, I live a life of honoring God. Anything God tell me, I'll do it. I, when God says repent, yes, I repent. When God says change, don't do that, don't have that attitude. That is bad attitude. Okay, Lord, I repent. So I live in the fear of God all these years, and I can see that my wife has been very happy. My children are happy, and they are blessed by the Lord. And I prove what the scripture say in Psalm chapter. 228 that I read a while ago. We should honor the Lord and then we will live a blessed life. Obey Him and we shall prosper. Prosper physically. We will be healthy. We will not die soon and then we will not see our children grow up. We will live a long life to see our children get married. I pray that I will see Millie and Josiah and Nora, our three grandchildren, get married. We're going to be in the wedding ceremony to see them getting married and see their children. We want to live a long life. We're going to see prosperity in our home because we have the fear of God. We live for God. We honor God all the days of our life. We want to live a long life, good health. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7, the Bible says, The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. How many people want your children to be blessed? I want my children to be blessed. What do I do? I need to be a righteous man who walks in integrity. Another version say, the righteous man leads a blameless life. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7. Blessed are his children after him. We decide to live a blameless life, a life of integrity. That's why I don't want to do anything to cheat my patient, lie to my patient, or do anything for money. I never cheat taxes of the government. I pay full tax. I never cheat even tie to the church. I want to be an honest man, walk in righteousness, fear the Lord. I want to do everything right. I don't want to be cunning, cheating, playing game, playing politics. I want to be a righteous man. Obey God. You know why? I tell you the truth. In my heart, since the first day I got saved, I came from a very messy home. My dad and my mom, they were not believers. Very messy. And when I saw that, I think in my heart, I don't want this anymore in my next generation. I want my children to be blessed. Therefore, I decided to be a godly man. And my first goal 
not just only that my wife will be happy, happy wife, happy life, that my wife will be happy, but my primary goal is that my children will believe in Jesus, love God, serve God, love the church, and live a godly life. Other things are secondary. To build a big church is not my main goal. Yes, thank God if you have a big church, but it's not my main goal. To be famous is not my main goal. My main goal is that before I died, before I have the last breath of my life, I still see that my children love the Lord and go to church and serve the Lord. And my grandchildren will be blessed. And that is my heart, even toward you too. I want all of you to have blessed children to the next generation. And I can see that with Joseph and Darlene there. Their parents got saved in this church a long time ago before they were born. And now they serve the Lord, they lead worship, they sing song. It's wonderful to see the children love God and serve the Lord. But who started that? Who is the one who determine the future of the children, you and me. We need to live a godly life, blameless life, and then our children shall be blessed and they shall be saved. A life of integrity, watching your mouth, watching your heart, watching your activity and your behavior, how you live, you should really live a godly life. God say, I will give you a long life, bless you, and your children shall be blessed. You're going to see your grandchildren. You sow good things, and you're going to reap good things. If you sow bad things, you're going to reap bad things. So your decision each day is important. Look at the opposite in Psalm 109. I know that when I read this scripture, people don't like to hear. Psalm 109 is a scripture that tells us the opposite way. Psalm 128 a man who fears the Lord, a man who walks in the way of God. In Psalm 109, verses 1 to verse 20, King David talk about these people. You understand this? These people actually were believers too. King Saul, he was a believer. He believed in Jehovah. But King Saul was opposite to King David. And look at what the Bible says about King Saul, about the soldier of King Saul, to the chief of musicians, a psalm of David. Do not keep silent, O God, of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful. The Bible talks about people who did not fear God and lived a wicked life. Have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred, so hatred, and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. King David said that some people were jealous of him, attacking him, gossiping about him trying to destroy his reputation, but he said, I pray for them. Thus, they have rewarded me evil for good. Have you ever seen that? I have seen that. I do good to people, but they rewarded me with evil. And hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When you sow something, you reap something. You sow wickedness, you reap wickedness. When he is judged, let him be found guilty and let his prayer become sin. Let his day be filled. They will not live a long life, these people, who don't fear God, who live a wicked life, who try to destroy people. I tell you the truth. I've seen so many people that try to attack the church, try to close the church down, try to close other churches down, attack pastors. Oh, it's so terrible. I've seen it with my own eyes, and they are believers. They're not non-believers. And all these people already died at young age. I'm serious. I see this 
with my own eyes. So don't touch the pastor. Don't accuse. Don't try to close the church down. Okay? You touch Jesus, and you're gonna be in trouble. And let another take his office, die, and then he lose the job. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds, which means beggars, and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. The children will live in poverty. Let the creditor seize all that he has, and let strangers plunder, mean take away what he earned, what he gained from his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, nor let there be any to following, let their name be blotted out. When the wicked people die, no one remember their names. No one want to talk about them. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Wow, it's terrible. Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. They take advantage of the poor. And they are mean to people who are in trouble. A few days ago, the Lord worked in my heart to call a pastor in Thailand who take care of many churches in Thailand. And the Lord spoke to me. Son, so many people in Thailand lost their job right now due to the pandemic. And this is true. Right now, pandemic in Thailand is very bad. So I called a pastor. Pastor, I want to let you know, if some of your members really lost the job and have no money to buy rice and food to eat, let me know. We will send money to help them. We want to help the poor, the needy. The pastor said to me, yes, it's true. We have a lot of people suddenly lost their job. They work in the area that a lot of people show up, so no one show up anymore. And so far, the pastor said that, don't worry, Pastor Lau, we have enough money in our church now. We send money to all of them. We wire money to all of them so that they have money to buy food, to survive, to get by during this time of pandemic. But I say to the pastor, Pastor, if you run out of your budget, let me know. I will send money to you. I'm even thinking about like one million baht or something. We're going to take care of every member in Thailand who lost their job. And they will not have to beg anybody. Don't, don't have to be in bad shape. We want to take care of the poor. Amen? We want to take care of the widows, the orphans. We don't want to take advantage of anybody. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. Don't curse anybody, please. Okay? Don't curse anybody. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. How many people want the blessing? Raise your hand up. How many people want the cursing? Raise your hand up. As he clothed himself with cursing, which means living a lifestyle of causing trouble to people, cursing people, as with his garment, so let it enter into his body like water. My dear brother and sister, if you live a life that damages other people's reputation, cursing people, causing bad things to happen to people, it's going to go to you. It will flow into you. That's what the Bible says. Let it be to him like the garment which covers him and for a belt which, with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. This is true. In my own life, everybody who attacks me all these 40 years, all of them get into trouble. I never attack anybody. I never want to curse anybody. I want to bless everybody, be the blessing to everybody because I want the blessing. And I want the blessing to go down to 
my next generation and next generation to the thousand generation. I make a decision. I want to bless people, be good to people. We can look at the result of those who don't fear God, don't honor God. They sow destruction. They sow cursing. They harvest unrighteousness and also cursing upon their life. If you, you want to reap the blessing, you want to bless other people. And that blessing will flow down to the thousand generation. You reap what you sow. Amen? In Psalm 112 verses 1 to 10, this is also the promise of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless happy and fortunate to be envy is the man who fears, reveres, and worships the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. The same thing like Psalm chapter 128 a while ago. A man or a woman who feared the Lord, delights in his commandment, in, in the word of God, love the word of God, shall be blessed, shall be happy, shall be full of fortunes, shall be envied by people. His spiritual offspring shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Prosperity and welfare are in his house. Do you want this scripture to be yours? I want this scripture to be mine. And his righteousness endures forever. In other words, after you die, people still talk about you in a good way. Wow, I miss that lady. She's so good. She blessed me when I come to know her. And then that person tells the, the son and daughter, you know, I know that lady in the church. She's so good. And so the son and the daughter still remember you because you do a good things to people. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. When you walk into darkness like COVID-19 right now, the world is in darkness. But the light arises in you. You still go on doing well. You're still healthy and strong. Light arises in the darkness for the upright, the gracious, the compassionate, and the just, who are in right standing with God. It is well with the man and the woman who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. He will not be moved forever. You will be strong, stand strong. You will not be moved by COVID-19. You will not be moved by economy problem. You still strong. The uncompromisingly righteous, the upright in right standing with God shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tiding. You will not be afraid of bad news. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord. His heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his desire established upon his adversary. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor and needy. Is it opposite between Psalm 112 and Psalm 109? So opposite. One man so wicked dies soon. The children become fatherless. Get into trouble. This man, Psalm 112, the man who have faith in God, love God, give, take care of the poor, generous. This man is blessed. He has distributed, verse 9, freely. He has given to the poor and needy. His righteousness and uprightness and right standing with God endures forever. His horn shall be exalted in honor. He will have honor in society. The wicked man will see it and be grieved and angered. He will gnash his teeth and disappear in despair. The desire of the wicked shall perish and come to nothing. Which one you're going to choose? You're going to choose 109, Psalm 109. Or you're going to choose Psalm 112. 112. Everyone say 112. 112. Yes. We want to be a godly man, 
a godly woman. We want to be a man and a woman who fears the Lord and walk uprightly and blamelessly. Amen. We're gonna continue to do good to people. Be good to your mother-in-law. Be good to your father-in-law. Be good to people around you. Amen. Don't be selfish. Don't be greedy. Be generous and help people. We make a decision to have the right heart. Make a decision to fear God, honor God all the days of our life. Take care of the poor. Take care of the orphans, the widows. Love the Lord. When we sin against God, we repent quickly. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes too. But when I realize that I'm sinning, I repent right away. And not only that, we want to take care of other people. We want to be kind to other people. Bless people. Talk good about people. Don't say anything bad about people to cause them to lose reputation. Keep your mouth shut. If you heard something bad about people, just keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about that. It's not your business. Amen? You only talk about good things. That's what I learned. Sometimes I heard something bad about people. I just say, hey, okay, let's stop here. Don't talk about this anymore. I just want to talk about good things. And I pray that God will take care of that person and God deal with that person. But I don't want to talk cursing against anybody. And then what happened? Our children will inherit the land. That's what the Bible says. I want to be a godly man. How many people want to be a godly woman and a godly man? Raise your hand up. And what is the result of being a godly person who fears the Lord and honors the Lord? The blessing. And you think the blessing will stay only at you? Who else is going to get the blessing? Your children and your grandchildren to the thousand generations. Amen. I wrote a sermon. Siri, I haven't taught yet in this church, called Your Today Decision Determine Your Future. Whatever you do every day, today, every day, each day, will determine what happened to you in the future, what happened to your children and grandchildren, and what happened to you in eternity. So I'm going to preach that one day, soon and very soon. So important, make a decision every single day to fear the Lord, to love the Lord, to repent, not to follow the wicked way, not get involved in gossiping, destroying somebody, or cheating somebody, or anything bad. Just be faithful. Do the right thing. Amen? In the book of Psalm, chapter 113, verse 9, the Bible says, He grants the barren woman a home. Like a joyful mother of children, praise the Lord. God said that he can bless a woman to be a joyful mother. He can bless a woman that she can have a home to live in. In other words, children are gifts from God. Your children don't belong to you. He gives you as a gift for a period of time. One day, they move on with their life. You don't own them. But you have 18 years of responsibility in America, in Thailand longer. In America, 18 years after that, they can leave. In Thailand, maybe 30 years. <laughs> I can share right now, my daughter always say this way. I, I got married. I have the new last name. But my window name is still Lauha Prasit. In other words, she can still come and say, Daddy, I want this. <laughs> God put our children in our care and responsibility for a period of time. By the way, don't do that, okay, Megan? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> God put your children in your responsibility for a period of time. Huh? She can do it? Oh, okay, sure, sure. I give you permission to do it. So when you get married, you, you already have your family, you can call Quack and say, Daddy, I need a Tesla. 
I need a brand new Tesla, Daddy. My brothers and sisters, God put the children in our care for a period of time. There can be spiritual children or natural children. And these children that come to you that you take care of them are the gifts from God. You take care of the gifts from God. And you should rejoice of having this privilege and responsibility to raise your kids and your spiritual children. Love them. Bless them. And raise them up in the godly environment. So that when they grow up, they will not desert the Lord. How do you do that? Number one, it starts from you. You need to be an example of godliness. You need to be an example of how the goodness of God flows through you. You can boast about the goodness of the Lord. Tell your children, God is good. Don't come to your children and say, hey, go to church with me, otherwise you go to hell. Don't do that. Your children will run away because you try to threaten them if they don't go to church. No, no, you go to your children. Oh, you know, son, daughter, today God protects me from accident. Oh, son, God is so good to me. He takes care of me today. He healed my sickness. You reveal the goodness of God to them because the Bible says the goodness of the Lord will lead people to repentance, not the threatening word, but the goodness of God. Not only that, you show example of the goodness of God in your life, but also you pray for them that they shall experience the goodness of God. Personal experience that God will show goodness to them. And then they will start to build relationship with God. The most important thing in raising your children is that, I tell you, the best inheritance to your children is not money. Yes, you want to give them money. I know Guac is going to prepare millions of dollars for Megan. Thank God. Financial inheritance is good. Well, Guac is in trouble today. <laughs> but the most important inheritance you leave to your children is that they have relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You pray. If your children backslide right now, you can still pray for them. That God is going to move His mighty hand to show His goodness to them. And they will turn around. God can do it. Believe me. God can do something. If God can touch the uh, saw of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, God can touch your children personally. He can do something, but you need to pray for them. And then raise them with the biblical principles. Don't use the word idea. Don't use the idea of psychologists. This is the book. This is the manual of raising your children. That's why you go to church, you listen to sermon, you read the Bible. Nowadays, we have internet. You can listen to good sermons and you really want a biblical principle. This book will never go out of fashion. This book will never go out of date. It's going to last forever. The earth and the heaven shall pass away, but his word will never pass away. So we use this book as a guide to raise our family, to raise our children. And we share with them what we learn from God. You may not preach to them, but you share with them. Do you know that your children is like a sponge? Your children are like sponge. They absorb from you a lot. They watch you. They learn. They want to learn from you. They see your life. You need to set good example to them so that they can be strong and they will not be influenced by the society, the corrupted society. Amen? Very important. The way you raise your children. Put God first in your life. Put God in your family, in your home. Psalm 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. Who should be involved in building your house, in building your marriage? God. You need to invite God to come in to be the center of your family, in your marriage. And you obey God and let God lead you. Verse 2. 
Psalm 127 verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. God get involved in your job too, in the way you run your business, so that you will not be too tired and too worried about your business. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The children are the gifts from God. You take care of God's gift. The fruit of your womb is a reward. When you look at your children, he is my reward. She is the gift from God to me. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them, full of arrows. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. The Bible compares children as arrows. You have 18 years, 20 years. In Thailand, 30 years to raise your children. And after that, they're going to fly out from you like an arrow. I hope that our arrow will not be crooked like this or will be blunt, cannot do anything, or broken. We want to shoot the arrow out, the arrow that's so beautiful, so sharp, so strong, so straight. You have those years to train them. That is what the Lord says. It's our primary responsibility as daddy and mommy to raise the kids in a godly way. Amen? And it's my responsibility to raise all of you, my spiritual children, to be like arrow too. To be strong, to be good, to love God, and then you will bless your children to the thousand generation. My job as a spiritual daddy in this church is to raise you up to be godly people. And that is the life cycle from generation to generation. One day we're going to die. Our children, either spiritual children or natural children, will move on, go on. But we hope to leave the spiritual legacy, inheritance, and heritage to them. Good one. That they continue to carry that and give to their children. And then their children will give to their grandchildren. My brother and sister, please take serious about this thing, about parenting. Raise your children in a godly way. Encourage them. Pray for them. That they will come into relationship with God. And they shall experience the goodness of the Lord. I know that many of us have made mistakes. And our children have backslidden. That's okay. Don't feel condemned. Pray. And begin to minister to them. Maybe send some clip to them to listen or pray for them. When you see them, pray for them. Love them. The way I got my daddy saved is by praying. <laughs> my daddy was against Christian. He was sitting at the dining table with me. So I bowed down and prayed. God, thank you for this food. Bless my daddy. When I opened my eyes, my daddy said, how dare you pray that? I'm the one who bought this food for you. You say, thank God for this food. But <laughs> Then when he asked that question, I begin to share about Jesus with him. Little by little, after three months, he got saved. This is the way I saved my brother. I got my brother in the car to go to Olympic Peninsula with me for overnight stay. I just moved to America. In the car, I turned on the tape, the sermon of the Lord Jesus. He could not turn it off because it's my car. He listened the whole time. Two, three months later, he got saved. You do the same thing at your home. <laughs> One couple sitting there from Austin, Texas. The wife accepted Jesus Christ first because the mom of her friend got cancer in Thailand 
one of our pastors in Thailand went to pray for this mom and got healed from cancer. So her friend saw the mom got healed from cancer, got saved, received Jesus. Share with her, she got saved too. After that, she turned on my YouTube all day long in the house, out loud. The husband, Pete, said, I'm a Buddhist. I don't want this. I can be a good person in any religion. I don't need Jesus. But she never stopped playing the YouTube sermon. Eventually, Pete, the husband, said, Hmm, it sounds good. It sounds good. He accepted Jesus Christ. You would do anything to help your loved ones hear the gospel, not in a religious way, in a very wise way. Show yourself as a living testimony of how God is good to you. Share with your mouth how God is good to you. Open or turn on the message. Let them hear the message. Pray that this is the way you pray for unbeliever. Can I teach you quickly? The way you pray for unbeliever, number one. God opened his or her spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel. Number one. So pray that pray. God opened their spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel. The devil, take your hand away from my loved one's spiritual eyes. Number two. Lord, I pray that you will send somebody who is a good Christian to witness to my loved ones. Number two. It can be you too, not just somebody else. You witness. Three, you pray that God, could you please mercifully show your goodness to my loved ones? Because the goodness of the Lord will lead them to repentance. This is the way you pray. Three things. Open spiritual eyes. Send somebody to witness. Three, show goodness to them. And I believe God is going to answer your prayer. Your loved ones are going to be saved and eventually come to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for teaching this, Lord. We want to build a godly home. And the next generation to come shall be blessed because we make a decision to honor you, fear you, love you, serve you, obey your commandments, Lord. Oh, Lord, we pray together that you shall open the spiritual eyes of our backsliding children, unsaved loved ones, that their eyes shall be open to see the light of the gospel. And we command Satan, you have to take your hand away from the eyes of our loved ones. And we promise you, Father, that you're going to empower us to be good witnesses, living testimony to them, Lord. The goodness of the Lord shall flow through me, Lord, through us, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you send somebody that they can listen to. They may not listen to me, but they listen to that person or those people. And they're going to hear the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that you will reveal your merciful goodness to them so that your goodness will lead them to repentance, Father. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people are going to put this teaching into practice? Should we confess together for sure that our name is recorded in the book of life, that we are a born-again believer? Let us pray together. Follow my prayer. Speak out loud to God. Father in heaven, I believe and declare Jesus Christ is my Savior. He is my Lord. He paid for my sin. He took the curses for me and He gave me the blessing. He took sicknesses for me and He gave me divine health. He took poverty for me and He gave me prosperity. Oh Lord, I repent of my sin. From today, I will live a life of honor. 
I shall honor you. I shall serve you, bless you, obey you. I will walk in the fear of God by faith. And your promise in Psalm 112 shall happen in my family. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.